Well, hey, everybody, it's Maylee Thomas. Time for another Texas Homegrown Music. And today's show is really great for me because it's another couple that sings and plays together. And uh, they're out of Austin, Texas. They're called The Reverent Few. It's Paige DeChossi and Nick James. And they're such a lovely couple. And she's a cool vibe, Nikki Chip. Hippie Chick. <laughs> Hippie Chip is what I tried to say. I think that would be a funny name for some potato chips. What do you think? <laughs> anyway, I know that you guys are going to really, really enjoy this interview. Um, they're just a dynamic duo. I mean, he can play the guitar, sing, write. She's got a voice that will completely move you. And I know, I know that I'm going to gain some new followers for the Reverend View after you've heard the show today. So I'm going to get right to it. Before I do, we're going to do a song. Because this is July 4th weekend, I wanted to bring out a song that we wrote several years ago called Better Day. Got my good friend Andy Timmons playing on it. And when we come back, we're going to be with the Reverend Few, Paige DeChossi and Nick James. Don't go away. Some people have lost their faith. No longer think our country's great. I choose to believe in it still.
with the Reverend Few, and I'm so excited to have Paige and Nick in the house. And when I say in the house, I think they're in their house, and I, of course, I'm in mine. Hey, guys. Hey, hey how are you? How's it going? Good. And so it's Paige DeChossi. Yes, ma'am. And, and Nick James, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. A- 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 Nick James. Actually, yeah. sure. but we're, we're, <laughs> we're talking about that. So um, before we even get started, I just wanted, you, want you to know, I was most excited about having you guys on the show because you're a husband. Well, you're not quite a husband and wife team yet. Almost. You're engaged. But um, I think that's special because I don't know if you guys realize that George and I have been playing music together for 30 years. This is our 30th what? year. Yeah. 30 uh, years. I don't know, 30 years. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's so, we need so, all your secrets. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, um, we, I hired him to be in my band in, um, 1990. And so here we are in tw- uh, 2021, which just blows my mind that we've been together that long and playing music together that long. And, um, I, how long have you guys actually been playing music together now? 10 years. Yeah. Just about 10 okay. years. Okay. So yeah. you've, you've already, you, you know exactly what I'm getting ready to talk about. <laughs> yes, yes. There is something special about, um, um, uh, um, you know, being soulmates on stage and just throwing everything out there in front of everybody, because there's been many times um, that George and I have gone through some major emotions between the beginning of the set and the end of the set. And I can, I can vouch for the fact that, um, being able to give people something wonderful, which is music together is a, is it's just, it's a gift that we get to share, but sometimes, whew, sometimes having it all out there in front of everybody, it's tough. Yeah. It's hard to put on a good game face sometimes when you're having a tough time, you know, personally, emotionally, and you, you just got to you get out there and pull up your bootstraps and, and do it for the people, you know, Yeah, it would, and then, find yeah. Out what you're really doing it for. Yeah. Yeah. And inevitably, like we, we oftentimes have tiffs before shows getting ready. What did we did this? We didn't do that, whatever. And then, but no matter what, at the end of every show, we're always like, well, that, that kind of fixed it. Yeah. It always feels better. Like we got to sort of let out all the things, what's going on. It's a lot of tension and and release, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, um, I don't know if you've ever watched that movie. Um, with, it's called "This Is 40. and it's a it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, I, I really saw the in there that I love because they're they're just fighting like crazy, and they get together and they look at each other and they go, "Why do we fight? Why are we doing that? What's going on?" And that's kind of what happens sometimes on stage with George and I is what we realize that music is actually what brought us together, and I I want. I want to hear what brought you guys together, but music is actually what brought us together. And so it always, it seems to be the thing that keeps us together and I'm, I'm grateful for it. So because I don't know that much about you guys, I'd love for you to just start off by telling me how you met and what it is that got this whole um, connection together between the two of you. So what much, a perfect segue into like yeah. our story as well. Uh, yeah. Much like yours. I hired Nick to be in my band uh, 10 years ago and we met at a guitar store in Chicago and I was reaching out to a really great mentor of mine about trying to find the right fit. I was starting this up and coming kind of rock and roll blues soul band. And he says, I got the guy. And he sent me Nick's name and we uh, ended up at the guitar store for our first rehearsal. 
And I'll never forget Nick being a little frazzled. And when he sat down to play, I was so surprised. And he picked up his slide and then he was singing harmonies. He was playing songs that I didn't even send to him. And um, where do we go? We went to a whiskey bar after that. And we sat there and talked about old soul records. And he kind of looked at me and said, man, we're, we're going to be really good friends. And we were. And th that's why our relationship continues to thrive. Is oh, my gosh. You guys sound like you sound like where we were that many, many yeah. years ago. Because uh, same thing happened with George and I. I was actually in another relationship. And so was he. And um, I was actually living with the keyboard player that was in the band. Oh, and my so, goodness. Yeah, so it got a little hairy there for a while, but we were actually just really good friends. And um, and I tell him all the time that unfortunately we were such good friends that I was telling him things that I would have never told him if I actually thought we were going to have a relationship. Right. We ran into the same thing. And I was practically married when I met Nick. I left an eight year relationship and we were best friends telling each other all kinds of stuff that, yeah, you just wouldn't want to tell your, your partner. But that's what happens <laughs> with your friends and you trust each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Uh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so, um, so, Paige, were you playing for years before that with him? Uh, that was the first time uh, encountering Nick there. But before that, yeah, I was, I've been singing since I was four. My mom was a singer. And so I just, my mom was a singer too. Yeah. 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 People always go, oh, do you have this moment where you just knew you were going to be a singer? I'm like, no, I just, I, I always sang and I was, I was always a singer. There was nothing that ever stopping me from that. And, and, you know, being kind of engrossed in that musical environment definitely helped, but I was Did playing your mom sing professionally. I mean, she, you know, yes, it, in certain ways. I mean, she played her hometown gigs and that sort of thing. And she, uh, was very influenced, you know, country music. So Patsy Cline, Loretta Lynn. Oh, wow. Bennett. Okay. Uh, so I grew up on country and then later discovered soul and blues. And then that's when I really kind of started to find my, my niche, you know. And where was that that you grew up in? Where where, where did you grow up? In Chicago? Morris, uh, no, Morris, Illinois. So southwest of Chicago. Small farming community. Still there. Yep. All right, and what about you, Nick? Um, I had been playing you know i picked up a guitar at 13 couldn't put it down um my neither of my parents went to college so they were insistent that you go to college and i was like well i guess i'm gonna go for music so i went to school in boston and then after that uh after i graduated i went moved to chicago and mostly like gigged around town taught lessons and i had a band and i wrote and all that um and i was always driven as a performer but i was really into teaching at the time kind of hunkering down and really hungry for a creative project. And so, but I'd been gigging and playing and just just always being the existence as a musician. Yeah. So you guys have been together for oh, 10 years. And then when I say been together, have you been? Um, yeah, good question. <laughs> I know. So we, we, were, we were just friends. Like we would play gigs, like duo gigs and people would be like, oh, how long have you been married? And we were like, what? We were like, we're not even dating. We're, we, there was, there was a, maybe a year, year and a half, something like that. Yeah, like a year and a half. But people would always talk about our chemistry and it was, it was so strange to us because we were just friends and but people really fed on that and fed it to us yeah. and kind of just like oh hey what about you you we, know we knew but we didn't know like we like everybody else knew before we did and we're like we were in hard line denial like no 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 pro strictly professional yeah and i was in a relationship so it was like it was sort of i remember making the, the statement to my band 
at the very beginning, nobody will date in this band. And then I ended up with the guitar player. <laughs> Boy, I've said I that think, too. I think, yeah, right? I think she knew at that point. She, just, she knew, but she didn't know. Oh, that's so special. And, um, and just the fact that you guys got to know each other on that level of playing music. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about that connection um, because you're creating something together. And, yeah. um, and and so, you know, it's, it's kind of like the songs are your babies, especially when you guys are doing it together. And um, I tell people all the time that I, there's there's something really, really reverent about yeah. the fact that um, that we have something together that we created that other people can really enjoy, not just us. That's that I, you really hit the nail on the head of like even why we're the reverent few. It's you know, it's people ask us a lot, usually implying like, oh, is there a religious specific religious thing to it? And there's not. It's it's exactly that. It's like feeling a part of something and growing something original and real and visceral and sharing it with those that are looking for the same kind of thing. Yeah. And to, uh, to like in this way, like, you know, the thing you said about finding your soulmate, you know, like finding someone that really like it thrives on the same thing you do and having that shared experience and being able to talk about that and continue to experience that is so special. I mean, I know so many couples that don't have a lot of common ground and for us, like everything's so intricate, you know, uh, integral that it's, it's kind of hard to separate. It's just, it's just part of your existence. So um, I, I have to ask this because this is one of the things that, so George and I are very strong personalities, both of us. And it seems like the two of you might have that same kind of little thing a little bit. Oh, for sure. we're, both, we're both Sagittarius four days and four years apart. So we're both very, uh, I'm definitely more stubborn probably. So who's the older one? Yeah. Nick. That's me. Oh, yeah. okay. So uh, I'm the older one. George and I are almost four years apart, and I'm the one. Oh, that, wow! I'm the older one. But um, what we find is, um, so I'm gonna, I'm going to assume that you guys, because I'm looking at the lists and, and song credits, that both of you write songs together. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any friction in that regard? Uh, the only friction is me not letting my guard down and. I'll say this, like we've discovered some interesting ways in songwriting. Um, A couple of times I've just been, you know, sort of venting about family things or things that are tough. And I'll be looking out the kitchen window, rolling out cookies or something. And Nick will just grab a piece of paper and he'll go, keep talking. And he'll start writing stuff down. And he's really (laughs) been a vehicle for me to get things out. Um, He does a lot of the songwriting. Well, well, I mean, it, it, the, the ideas are all like, I still need like, you know, you need, you need the, the pieces before you can put the puzzle together. Yeah. And so like our existence are talking the way we think about things like, you know, we, you know, they, they come, they're come from the same place. I'm just usually the one sorting all those little pieces. Yeah. But there's well, not really a lot of friction in, in that. Cause we're, when it comes to music, we're pretty pretty much agree on most things we really hey, well that's because you're 10 years in wait, <laughs> just wait. wait till you're 30 years in <laughs> so i'm yeah. gonna um we're gonna play can't uh why uh can't stop won't stop and um i'll tell you it was so hard for me to choose so i, I want to tell people before we leave this um show today about this new record that you guys released last year because every song on it is just incredible i love it it really takes you on a journey through 
through a lot of different sounds and I can definitely tell you guys have a lot of influences from the soul to rock to blues and uh, you get a little bit of all of it on this record and I love it but uh, we're going to play Can't Stop Won't Stop you want to give me a little segue into that song? Sure. I, I started writing this song on an old, I had a cool old like 1936 national resonator and I just Ooh, been yeah. playing this riff for years. And I, and I just had this little, this line in my head. This is when we lived in Chicago a long time ago. And, um, and then we actually rounded off and finished the song. Um, we, you know, changed a few things when we got into the studio, but this is like a very early on, yeah. just, just, just keep, just keep chugging right along kind of song. Well, it's a great song and it's got a cool groove to it. And I think people are really going to enjoy it. So we're going to play it right now. So if you guys just tuned in, we're with the Reverend Few with Nick and Paige. And um, we're going to play Can't Stop, Won't Stop. When we come back, I want to talk some more about um, some of the friction. Because, I mean, I really want to make sure that it's not just George and I, that there are other people that have something <laughs> that goes on once in a while. <laughs> so yeah. I'm really enjoying this and we'll be right back with the reverent few and uh we'll hear can't stop what's stop. When something's tugging at your sleeve And how 
So we're back with Nick and Paige um, with Texas Homegrown Music. And um, you guys, so you came down, um, I, I think I read you guys came to Texas in 2012. Is that right? Uh, the fall 2013? Yeah. 2013. Okay. Yeah. Um, and of course, I already know that probably why you chose Austin, because, uh, you know, everybody believes that Austin is the music place in Texas, but I'm going to have to disagree with that. I think there's so many incredible pockets of music and um, I'm uh, we're working really hard on making McKinney one of those meccas. But yeah. so tell me what it was like um, just making the tra- cha- the transition from going uh, coming up north down to Texas because we really are, are, are our own kind of breed of people. I have <laughs> You are. You're wonderful people. Yeah, it was not an easy transition. In fact, we were having a great time in Chicago. We had uh, we had just played a sold out show at the House of Blues. We had management interested. We had all these little things cooking. And, and truth be told, um, the reason we moved to Texas is my dad got sick, and I was just okay. like, I, I have to get closer to family. My dad had Lou Gehrig's disease, okay. and so so you go, all right, well, and and um, so I was like, I got I got to go closer to family. And Paige was sweet enough to be like, okay, let's go. And I was like, really? I always wanted to move to Austin. I always knew that I would moved to Austin never in this way of course yeah and then so we moved down my whole family relocated to Dallas we went to Austin for the the sake of like music and 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 that whole scene um and having family and friends in Dallas is what uh turned us on to to your whole thing and your place and everything so that was we're really thankful for that um but transitioning was tough because we we knew like one person and stayed on her couch way too long. And we were so unprepared. I remember loading oh, up our, my Chevy <laughs> so Malibu dumb. and all we had was guitars and like a few clothes and some blankets. And I remember like rolling down the window, just, I need this nail polish and I need this hairbrush and just <laughs> like, so, it oh, yeah. it was obscene. And, you know, we were really lighthearted on the drive down, you know, crammed. But when we got here, it, it was... It was really hard. I mean, honest to God, I never sang at an open mic before. I never had to do that. And we had to go out on 6th Street and sing at open mic, which I'm really grateful we did because we met some of our best friends and got connected to the scene. And people were so kind and so generous. Um, but well, I mean, believe me, as soon as you get on an open mic page I'm, with your voice, <laughs> people are going to be kind. Okay? Uh, They're going to well, roll out you. the red carpet and go, what the heck? where have you been? And you know, obviously you came on the scene really strong because um, I, I'll tell you, I really dig your voice. And so we have mutual friends. Of, of course, you know, Paul Renna and mm-hmm. Paul, Paul. So I saw Paul play and I've said this before in a, a couple of interviews. I saw him play just recently. We've known we know so many of the same people and how we never got to see one another or meet one another. has just been really weird. But, you know, we always talk about how it's timely. It's almost like things happen at a certain time because that's where you're supposed to connect and our souls were supposed to connect at this particular time but I did a really weird thing which I don't ever do um, but I, I went to see him at the Granada he was opening up for Charlie Star of, of Blackberry Smoke and I went there and I think the only reason why I did this is because George at the last minute didn't come on didn't come to the show and we had a great um, uh, seat right in front 
So I was l- within talking distance of Paul <laughs> and I was, I was, you know, and I'm just a hippie chick. So I'm completely hippied out. Like I always am. And I'm sitting there and Paul, I, I said something like, who are you? Like I yelled, like I was a heckler. Right. You know, it's like, who are you? Because he was so phenomenal. And I didn't, I had never heard of him. And he goes, well, who are you? Because you're really cool looking, you know. <laughs> really weird, you know? And of course, his wife is there, who now I'm really good friends with. And I, I literally like was crazy, like this crazy, idiotic fan at this at this sold out show. I couldn't believe I was acting like I was. And we totally laugh about it now because we became really good friends. Well, he told me that night after we met, he said, so he said, so many people came up to me at the show and said, don't you know that girl? That's Maylee Thomas. He goes, no, I don't know who she is. And I didn't know who Paul was. So he came out and saw a show and he said to me, there's only two female singers that I really dig in Texas. And that's you and Paige from Not the oh, Redneck View. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, they they played at our place and I didn't get to see him. And I was told that I needed to come and see her. So oh, as soon as I started listening to her music, I was like, wow, dude, I feel like really special because I think I think she is an incredible singer. And I, 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 really I feel do. the same way. I mean, oh, honestly, God. you're just I, you know, I can t- I can tell you're kind of an old soul. And, um, you know, that you you obviously have some influences from some really um, and I'd, I'd be interested in knowing if you ever listen to, um, you know, who, who you listen to that that was, you know, in the very early days of your influences, because you've got this richness that you um, that you carry that you don't hear today. And I think it's because there's so much of a, this pop influence that people get. And, and I can tell you're a lot younger than me. I'm probably, I'm, I know I'm definitely old enough to be your mom. I may be old enough to be your grandmother. <laughs> but um, I'm interested in knowing because um, you, you know how to sing a song, but you can also talk it in a way where, you know, I really feel like um, you've got this, this inherent gift page to um take people places in your in your songs who who were some of your real influences when you were growing up and i know you said you know your mom played um patsy klein but tell me some other people because there's there's some definite stuff there that i that i want to know and i don't want to throw out any names i just want to know who you listen to yeah i'm so glad you asked because i don't really get to talk about the early early days but i grew up listening to power singers so celine dion who, who yep. I just saw in Vegas recently had a huge impact. Uh, Whitney Houston, um, you know, pop singers like that. But then I discovered Etta James and Otis Redding. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was going to say Etta right off the bat. And oh, I got to see Etta play. Did you ever get to see Etta play? Uh, no. Okay, I saw, I've seen her. I've seen her twice. And the first time I got to see her was many years before. And then the second time I saw her was literally two years before she passed away. Oh, wow. It may, may have been a year before she passed away. Because she came out, she was in a special chair because she couldn't walk very well. But I want you to know that woman sang from that chair as if she had nothing wrong with her whatsoever. And she captured that room in a way that I will never forget for as long as I live. And I, I totally agree with the fact that I'm sad about the fact that there's so many times now that people try to put you into a, they put you in a category instead of making you an artist. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I, I'll just say this, Paige, you are an artist and I can already tell that you could sing so many different styles. And I love that about you. And I don't want you to find yourselves, um, you know, caught into that race of feeling like you have to be a certain style all the time because you've got it, girl. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of the, the projects that you guys do together. And the same with you, Nick. I mean, I can tell by the way that you play guitar um, and the different styles and the different sounds and tones that you come out with that you guys are just fabulous artists and i'm really looking forward to what it is the way what the future has for you guys because i i know that both of you are really gifted in that regard and and i i hope that um i hope that you don't uh, allow the world to tell you you have to be a certain a certain vibe yeah definitely not yeah. never really you know even when people ask you oh you know what's your music sound like nick always gets mad but i go it doesn't suck because i, I, I never like to i never want to pigeonhole myself i would never call myself a soul singer i'm, I'm not you know what i mean i'll let someone else say it. i mean i definitely am a soulful person and i sing from a particular place but i'm not a soul singer you know i wouldn't throw myself into one thing and same with the way that nick sings and plays guitars you know i think that there's there's so many things that influence us even beyond sound, you know, poetry and the way that we live our lives and big puppy dogs, you know, I mean, there's so much. Well, I mean, it's it. very much like um, some of the iconic players that we've always enjoyed listening to like Prince and, um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and you said Whitney Houston and, and you know, and, and Etta James. And although Etta was probably keyed in as um, probably R and B and blues, that girl, I mean, come on, you know, she could do, she could sing any style. And I, so, I, I, I still can't get, there's a, there's a live version of her doing take it to the limit, the Eagles oh, song, yeah. and she just slays it. And like, yeah. I think a, a great song is a great song. A great artist is a great artist. And yeah. you, you just exist as you do and, and you, you live in that, it'll work, you know, well, the same let, thing. let someone else figure out categories, you know? Absolutely. It's the same thing with people like Aretha Franklin and Tina Turner yeah. and, um, and and even Carol King. And some yeah. th- those were the influences that I grew up with. And I, the very first song I ever sang when I was four years old, by the way, was These Boots Are Made for Walking by Nancy uh, Sinatra. Uh, so, I mean, and so, you know, that's why I say you're you, you guys are artists. And I'm just really pumped about um, the fact that you are in Texas and now we can claim you because yeah. I don't know if you realize that or not. But that's what <laughs> happens when you come here and start playing music. You become a Texan. <laughs> yes. So um, speaking of crooning and your phenomenal voice, we're going to play Why Can't You Love Me? And um, do you want to give me a little segue into that? Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, one of the first times uh, Nick and I sat down to write in Chicago, I was really, you know, I was like, hey, you got to get a capture of a vibe, you know, set a mood. You got to have some wine and, you know, kind of set the space and have some candles. And well, she was implying that she's implying that I didn't do that in the first session. I got a pizza that she didn't like. And she's it was like, come to my apartment. We'll hang out. We we, we did some work. Yeah. Uh, but I remember at the end, she goes, she she was trying to do like, you know, she basically described a date night. And I was like, uh I didn't think we were doing that. So light some candles, get some wine. And, and she left and I grabbed a guitar and I just basically took the word she said and just wrote the first half of the song. And then you sent and it I to sent me. it to her. And, and then I finished she, the second half in my kitchen. And oh, so wow. much of it, so much of it was about that tension and release because we were kind of, 
in the midst of maybe pursuing a relationship, but we couldn't quite be together. And so a lot of it was sort of about where we were at the time. Mm -hmm. You know. Wow. Well, that's that that makes it even more special to me now. So we're going to play Why Can't You Love Me? If you guys just tuned in, we're with the Reverend Few, Nick and Paige. And I'm, I'm upset that this time is going by so fast because I feel I like I want to know more and more about you guys. I just know that you guys have this really special connection and you can feel it in your music. And I know that our listeners are going to feel it, too. So you guys listen up. we got a great song for you. Why Can't You Love Me? And we'll be right back with Texas Homegrown Music and Nick and Paige of the reverent view. I'll bring
good friend Paul Renna singing Hurricane and Paul knows the Reverend Few and we both are big fans and we're going to do a show with them coming. I believe we're going to try to do it in January of 2022. So if you guys want to follow them and you want to see Paul Renna and my band, check it out. We're going to be at the sanctuary. We're going to book it for sure. I got these guys in line and we're going to make it happen. But that was Paul Renna. Check out his music. I just love this guy. All right, everybody, we're back, and I'm bummed. It's already segment three, and <laughs> I'm not, I don't have you for very long, but I'm going to have you guys back on the show because I know you're working on some new music, but mm. you've got some really cool things coming up, but one of them that I want to talk about is you just got nominated for the Black Fret Artists, and I think you did a really cool show, right, at Moody Theater? We sure did. We did. That was, I mean, I'm still reeling from it. It was a dream, an absolute dream. The sound was amazing. The energy was on. The band sounded great. Mm. We're just so blessed, really. Well, tell me about your band, by the way, because I know you guys do a lot of duo things, and I think you've, you've got a, a chick drummer now, right? Ashlyn Shanafelt. Yes, ma'am. And she yep. is from Lubbock. Lubbock, Level Land. She's from Level Land. Yes, mm. Level Land. We're just going Lubbock. So she's our full-time drummer. And then we rotate a couple bass players in and out. Miss Ruby Dice plays with us. And... Uh, who else do we have? Spanky on bass. Yeah. Uh, he used to Christopher play Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, so there's a little bit of a rotation, but Ashlyn's pretty much always with us. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so um, Tell me about that Moody Theater um, gig, because, you know, as artists, there's once in a while where you have these gigs where you know they're just going to they're going to be the memorable ones. Is that going to be one of them for you, Paige? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was talk about having to rise to the occasion. And it was also sort of last minute. I got a call from the uh, director of Black Fret, Matt, and he called to let us know that we've been selected after years of trying to get into this, you know, mind you. And he also was, you know, hey, are you guys available on this date to play the Moody Theater? And I was like, oh, we have a flight that morning to go to Celebration of Life, but I'll, I'll move it. And so we finagled a couple of things and uh we were able to make the make the show work, and it was an incredible lineup. And we were so lucky too. So the the gentleman that we recorded our record with happened to be doing our our monitor mix. So we were like really comfortable with with the room and the you know the the people and that sort of things. So it was incredible. I was just on an absolute high. 
Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's there's something to be said about whenever you get to play to a, a big room with a great sound and, you know, because uh, you know, a lot of people don't have any idea what our lives are like as artists, especially when they come out to see us play. They don't know about what it's like to schlep the equipment around and, they, mm-hmm. and to, you know, and, and, and to just to play for hours. I mean, I, for, for years, George and I played three hour gigs. I mean, yeah. you know for many nights in a row and I'd be I'd be trying to read everything I could about how do I keep my voice from oh yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, this I mean this was such a treat like we were taken care of from start to finish we parked right outside the Moody theater they were like don't touch your tambourine I'll take it on stage don't pick up that inhaler I'll put that on stage I mean they fed us it was just it was so pro I just I felt bad asking for anything but but all I had to focus on was singing and all you had to focus on was playing. And we, we, the room was silent and I was singing to the room without a mic. And then we had two standing ovations and encore. And I mean, Oh I just, my gosh. I'm yeah, so, I wish incredible. I would have been there. I wish I, I could have seen that. Cause yeah, I, I love being, I love being in the presence of that kind of thing for people, especially when I know where you've come from. I know you guys have put in the time and the effort and the work, you know, this is not an overnight sensation thing. This is something that yeah. you guys have been working on for a lot of years. And I love to see you guys get the kudos you deserve. So um, I'm sorry that I missed that, but I can tell you this, we're going to have you back at the guitar sanctuary.
you guys enjoyed the show as much as I did. A lot of laughs and just reminiscing about what it's like to travel with your spouse. Just imagine what it would be like to have your significant other on stage with you while you're um, you're performing night after night after night. I tell you, it, it really is a sacrifice sometimes because you have to get up there and pretend like everything's going great. Usually by the end of the night, because you're making music together, Things seem to turn out a little bit better than they started. I don't know. I love it. I love being able to share so much of that energy with my husband, and I hope you do share that with your significant others as well. I'm going to close the show today with a song that just came out with Lucas Nelson, one of my other favorite, favorite artists from Texas, and he's got a new record out, but this song's called We'll Be All Right, and I want to send this to my sweet husband. We've had a really rough day today, and uh, we got some funky news, but we're going to get through it, honey. I love you so much, and I know that together we can conquer anything because love makes love, and that's what I know about you and I. So peace out, everybody. Thanks again to Guitar Sanctuary and Tupps Brewery for making Making this possible for me to bring you Texas homegrown music every week. Be sure to check us out next week. Love life, you get out of what you put into it. This is Maylee Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music. Struggle and strive 